Hello and welcome to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alerts podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Elliot Bowman and I'm joined by Suman Naishadam. Hey everyone. And Joe's out on assignment today, but he'll be back for our next episode. We're looking at the emerging ad tech industry today. Um, by this point, we're all accustomed to digital advertising. I mean, whether it's a 15-second ad that plays before a YouTube video or banner ads on your favorite news site, digital advertisers are partnering with content creators from all across the web to reach consumers. The web also provides an unprecedented opportunity for advertisers to collect user data and more effectively advertise to them. But has this model grown old? First, we'll talk about Square founder and Missouri native Jim McKelvey's new ad tech company, Invisibly, and how he hopes to fix a broken media model. Then we'll talk to AdSwapper founder Amos Anglovich about how he's flipping digital advertising on its head by rewarding users for consuming ads. We'll also speak with Brian Chester, the GM of the Columbia Missourian and a digital advertising consultant, about how these startup companies work together with content creators to create a mutually beneficial relationship. But first, we'll look back at some headlines from this week in entrepreneurship news. Let's speak startup. Missouri raked in over $4 million in tax revenue last year from Airbnb bookings, the company said in a tax filing. Airbnb signed a tax agreement with Missouri that took effect in February 2018. Early projections for the tax revenue Airbnb would bring to the state were only around $1 million. But the company said Missouri Airbnb hosts made $48 million in supplemental income last year alone. Hosts in Metro St. Louis received the most income through the app in Missouri and Kansas last year. AGO and ARC Inatech, two St. Louis-based startups, were chosen to join the 2019 Yield Lab North America. The two companies were among five companies from around the country and the world that were selected from a pool of over 100 applicants focused on developing solutions for more sustainable food and agriculture. All right, so our first segment, we're going to give Joe Cease a call. He's actually in a conference out in California right now. But I understand before you left, you were able to head to Rolla, Missouri, to Missouri S&T, for a talk with Jim McKelvey. Can you tell me what he talked about? Uh, so Jim McKelvey, uh, he was at the Missouri University of Science and Technology in Rolla, and he was talking about uh, Invisibly, which is his latest venture that he started um, in 2016. Uh, and what he was talking about, concerning Invisibly is how Invisibly hopes to change the economics of online publishing, which seems to be bogged down by two major issues. And the two major issues that he outlined at the event um, include the loss, uh, include this uh, kind of loss of control that everybody seems to be having as far as like how big data is leveraged to monetize our online identities. Uh, yeah, as well as with this issue of diminishing quality of online media content. Uh, in other words, McKelvey uh, pushed the idea that if we don't pay for high-quality content, it will eventually go away. Um, and so those are the two major issues that that he hopes to address um, or solve with Invisibly. Yeah, that's really interesting because, I mean, obviously, um, you know, advertising isn't anything without the consumers. And a big part of this digital advertising wave is sort of collecting data, but it seems like the user has no way to sort of monetize their data that's being collected. So it seems like Invisibly might be sort of a good solution to this ongoing problem. Exactly. And one of the things that he said during the during the speech was that um, the fact that big companies like Google uh, sort of harvest people's data without their consent and store it on servers, and the fact that we literally have no idea how they do this or what they have exactly, uh, he, he said... He said, uh, "This sort of terror. This is sort of terrifying to me." So I thought that was kind of a 
powerful statement that he made. Um, it's just sort of the, the point of Invisibly is to give the user online the ability to sort of take control of how their data is leveraged um, and how ultimately companies advertise to them. Yeah, so what stage is Invisibly in now? Can you give us some funding numbers or maybe some notable clients that they have or just a general sense of what they're doing at Invisibly right now? Uh, well, McKelvey uh, did mention at the event that he has put together a coalition of uh, news and media organizations that consist of about 30% of the entire industry. That includes magazines, newspapers, etc., and pretty large names. Uh, but as far as funding goes, uh, I, I believe they uh, recently raised about $20 million. It's a pretty obvious problem, but, I mean, no one has really found a way to find a viable solution for it. Exactly. And uh, McKelvey refers to the current economic model uh, within the online publishing industry as broken, but he's not, he's not uh, convinced that it will work. He hopes it works, and he says he has a dedicated group of people who really care about the product and who really care about the issues or solving the issues. Yeah, and were you able to get any sense from McKelvey on why he decided to go into this field, why he decided to put his time and effort? I mean, he's obviously a busy man into this sort of uh, industry of ad tech. I think the uh, genesis story of Invisibly uh, happened uh, a, few year, a few years ago. He was in Miami, and somebody in the audience, uh, it was like a Q&A, and somebody in the audience asked him, uh, how he would save journalism, something along those lines, and poof, he decided to do invisibly because he, uh, that question sort of like prompted him to think about, you know, the ad tech industry and sort of like, uh, all right, how can I tackle this issue, which is also a major issue uh, uh, as far as like the diminishing quality of content goes. And, you know, uh, if we don't pay for something that costs money to produce, it ultimately will not exist because. The people need the people producing it need to be paid. So, um, yeah. I think that I think that's sort of what motivates him. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, your reporting. Um, I want to remind all of our listeners that they can check out a text piece that Joe wrote about Jim McKelvey invisibly and sort of the speech that he gave at Missouri S&T online at MissouriBusinessAlert.com, or you can just check out any one of our social media channels. Joe, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Elliot. All right. See you soon. Let's bring on NBA reporter Autumn Black for our next segment. Autumn, you had the opportunity to sit down with the founder of an ad tech startup from right here in Colombia. How'd that go? Yeah, so I had the opportunity to sit down with Amos Anglovich, the founder of AdSwapper, and we talked about current trends and what's next for his growing company. And what makes AdSwapper unique? Yeah, so with AdSwapper, it basically swaps the advertising process. So instead of consumers viewing random ads, they're able to get points in which they can cash those points in um, and they view advertisements that they want to see. So, Awesome. Let's check out the interview. I'm here with Amos Angolovich, the founder of AdSwapper. Amos, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. So can you explain AdSwapper to us and kind of break it down for those who might not understand the technology behind it? Okay, um, so AdSwapper aims at helping users monetize their data. What we do on a very, very rudimentary uh, level is we are sifting through thousands of offers out there on the internet 
and we're bringing them, choosing and bringing to you the ones that are most relevant for you. So you eventually, as a user, experience a, a Tinder-like uh, experience where you, when you open the app, you see every offer with how much it, it is willing to compensate you or pay you for doing it and what does exactly it entails to fulfill the offer, whether it's a survey or download an app and open it or anything like that, or, hey, try my product or send me an email, your email or something like that. And then you just sift through them, moving right or left, okay, choosing what you want, which ones you want to do. And once you do each one and you complete it, you get compensated for it. And that's AdSwapper. So in terms of privacy and data security, how have any recent data breaches affected your business model or your strategy at all with AdSwapper? So... For example, one of the questions we're getting asked a lot by our uh, users is, okay, we understand you're helping us monetize our data, but what are you doing with our data? And what we're telling them, and we keep repeating it, is we do not keep any of your data. Uh, we never hold your bank account number. We never ask for your bank account number, although that's why we're using e-gift cards. You tell us where you, which email you want to send the, the gift card to, and that's where it's being sent. We, we're not keeping any, any proprietary information about you. Any information that you are going to sell and get compensated to one of the brands is between, between you and that brand and specific for that offer and will not be resold or even saved anywhere in our systems in order to keep your privacy. Otherwise, what we're doing is just like what everybody else is doing. You talk about transparency, you know, and how that's how you guys are able to build your trust. So in what ways are you guys being transparent and how are your customers seeing that? So, first of all, we answer any question our users have about how their data is being used. We also challenge anyone out there that we're working or is asking us questions to actually technically check what we're doing. And it's usually for somebody who's maybe more tech savvy, but putting sniffers and checking which data is being transmitted to us, which data we're returning and everything like that in order to validate what we're saying. So kind of switching gears and talking about other companies, one way obviously that you guys can kind of keep the competitive advantage over um, potential competitors is by being transparent and having that social media presence. What companies do you see as competitors with AdSwapper? And how are you guys, other ways that you guys are keeping that competitive advantage over them? So there are other companies that are trying to provide offers for users. We go through all of them or almost all of them. And we find the ones that are, that are the highest paying ones and are the most compatible with our users. Basically, what does the future hold for AdSwapper? What are you kind of thinking about for the immediate future and then also long-term vision? 
it's easier to start with a long-term vision. Our long-term vision is user participation in the adverti online advertising industry becoming a standard. So it shouldn't be even, uh, we hope and we s that it shouldn't even be a question when a brand wants to engage with a user, whether the user should be compensated for that. So we think that in the long term, that has to, the whole model has to change. And we're seeing more and more the industry moving towards that. I mean, it's hard because it's a, a change of paradigm here. But the industry slowly and more and more brands are understanding that whether they're giving you a coupon, a discount or any other compensation, but it happens. So we, we see a, a shift towards that and that's our long term goal. Our short term goal is being able to build an, a big user base that will enable us to convince the industry and those brands and advertisers to shift towards that paradigm. All right. Well, thank you, Amos. We really thank appreciate you. it. Next, we'll expand our view of the ad tech industry from startups that are building the technology to publishers that are relying on it for revenue. Elliot, you talked to Columbia, Missourian general manager and digital advertising consultant Brian Chester about the evolution of ad tech and its value to advertisers and content producers. What did you learn? Yeah, I spoke with Brian about sort of the trends and innovations in digital advertising and also how ad tech is used in the real world by these publishers and content creators and some things to look for in the future. Check it out. All right, I am here with Brian Chester, the general manager at The Missourian, and he's also a digital advertising consultant for other newspapers across Missouri. Brian, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So my first question, we can sort of ta start talking about the trends that we've been noticing recently. So how has digital advertising and web monetization changed in the last, let's say, five years? And how do those changes, how are those changes reflected with the new ad tech companies that we're seeing? Yeah, so um, obviously targeting uh, has been a huge thing over the past five years, and specifically location targeting has seen a big rise. Um, it's given advertisers greater insight into consumer behavior and consumer intent. And so whereas browser-based web surfing provides advertisers with a wealth of information on a given user's interests, uh, which in turn allows them to formulate a profile and serve up relevant ads, uh, location data gives advertisers a window into someone's actual real-world behavior. Uh, filtering out what someone is casually interacting with online in their surfing behavior and what they're actually doing or where they're going in real life. Yeah, and how do content producers generate money from digital advertising? And on the flip side, how do digital advertisers generate revenue from content producers? Yeah, so uh, content producers provide the audience and give the advertiser the opportunity to place their message in front of a specific target demographic. Uh, unlike traditional advertising methods, uh, which blast out information indiscriminately and hope that a portion of it reaches their desired target market, uh, digital advertising gives businesses the tools to segment out parts of a publisher's audience and serve advertising directly to that group. Uh, by narrowing their focus to only those interested in a given product or service, the advertiser should see a higher ROI. Yeah, and in order to sort of narrow their focus and target the people that they want to target, a big aspect of these new ad tech companies is obviously data collection. How do publications 
like the Missourian and like these other publications that you sort of consult, deal with the ethics of sort of gathering user data um, for these ad tech companies? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we get this question from advertisers all the time uh, and from readers. Uh, the common summation is something along the lines of it's creepy, or, and I completely understand the big brother aspect of targeted advertising. Um, however, if we can explain to the customer, uh, be it the reader or the advertiser, uh, that we are not collecting personal information on them, that the browser is just inferring things based on their web surfing patterns, um, and that the data is then in turn used to serve a more relevant experience, people generally understand. Um, that said, you're never going to please everyone. Um, I know your phone has been inside Starbucks. I don't know that you personally were inside Starbucks or that you're tied to that phone. Yeah, and what are some of the most notable issues that we see in advertising technology, especially the relationship between digital advertisers and content producers? Where do we see the rift? What are some of the things that need to be done, the innovations that need to be made for both the advertisers and the content producers to get what they want? Yeah, uh, in the case of the Missourian, uh, what we want from advertising technology uh, is to be able to compete with the larger tech companies. Facebook and Google have eaten up a lot of the ad dollars, and we want to be able to deliver results to our clients in the same way they are. Um, for us, it's not so much about what innovations need to be made as how do we keep up in a rapidly changing uh, digital advertising environment. You know, we still make 80% of our revenue from print products, and our sales reps still exist in a world of print dollars and digital dimes. Uh, in order to, for them to be able to provide digital ad services, they need to have some form of trainer education or they, there won't be buy-in from the people that are on the front lines doing the hard work of selling. Yeah, and how do publications monitor digital ads? Because obviously if you are a reputable publication, you have a certain audience uh, that you market your content towards, you want to make sure that these ads aren't you know, clickbait or misleading or other things that other problems that um, some digital ads have. How do you sort of monitor what ads show up and what um, ads don't show up? Yeah, um, it depends on the publication. Um, for instance, at the Missourian, um, we sell local digital display, and we use uh, our CMS system, Town News, to fill remnant advertising. Um, for the local ads, much like print advertising, uh, they're subject to our review and approval, and we reserve the right to decline any advertising we deem offensive or false or inappropriate. Um, and then with Town News Ad IQ, uh, they have filters that we can select to omit certain ad categories, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, things like that. Um, anecdotally, this is actually helped us on the local level um, because we had a fireworks company that couldn't buy a purchase on the exchanges, could not purchase on Google's advertising network, and they had to come to us because it was deemed a an explosive, and so uh, it, it fell under the ad filter for Google. But for us, we knew it was fireworks, we knew it was local, and so we didn't have any problems serving up that advertising. Yeah, and can you sort of take me into the Missourians uh, sort of digital advertising revenue model? Yeah, um, so as I mentioned before, um, we sell both both local display and remnant advertising on ColumbiaMissouri.com, as well as monetize our content through Google surveys. Um, we also partner with an agency out of St. Louis called Amplified Digital. It spawned out of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch's uh, advertising department. And we sell a whole, through them, we're able to sell a whole slate of more complex targeted advertising across multiple platforms. Um, that partnership allows us to compete with a much broad, on a much broader scale because we're selling a specific target audience versus selling impressions on ColumbiaMissourian.com. I guess my last question yeah. would be, sort of forward-looking. Where are we looking? What um, sort of trends are we seeing in the ad tech space? What sort of yeah. innovations are you sort of anticipating as someone who lives and works in this environment? 
Yeah, I, well, so I'm anticipating that dollars are going to continue to pour online, um, that we're going to continue to see micro-targeting, um, that location services are going to be and continue to be uh, the number one sort of cookie that we're tracking now. Um, it's it's not a it's not a bad time to be in advertising by any means it's a, it's a great time there's a lot of new avenues open up to us as a legacy publisher it's just that we need to be able to adapt and learn those platforms in order to succeed or else we're going to get cannibalized awesome thank you so much for joining the program hey thank you for having me If you'd like to hear more from Chester, I asked him a few more questions that didn't make the cut for the podcast. Check out Missouri Business Alert's website and social media channels for a supplemental Q&A about ad tech and the ever-evolving revenue model for legacy publications like The Missourian. Now let's talk about some important numbers and entrepreneurship news in this week's edition of Can I Get Your Digits? Suman, can I get your digits? Sure thing. My digits look at how much native advertising spending will increase by 2020, according to AdUlike, a native ad platform. Native advertising in the United States, the biggest market in the world, will be worth more than $139 billion by 2025, the company estimates. Between 2020 and 2025, the global market for native advertising will grow by over 370%, AdUlike reports. Elliot, can I get your digits? Yep. My digits look at which mediums advertisers are choosing to spend their budgets on. According to industry analysts at Critio, 16% of marketing budgets globally are spent on paid display advertising. Those are the banner ads that you see at the top and sides of your favorite websites. In addition, advertisers are spending 14% on social media marketing, and only 13% of these advertising budgets are spent on TV, print, radio, and other legacy publications combined, according to Critio. Next, we're checking out our date book for workshops, conferences, and other startup events around the state in the upcoming weeks. The Missouri Medical Cannabis Trade Association is hosting a two-day conference to prepare interested entrepreneurs to participate in the industry on March 11th and 12th at Union Station in St. Louis. The MoCan BizCon and Expo will feature keynote speakers like Lyndall Fraker, the director of Missouri's medical marijuana program, and it will have focused training tracks for participants. The Invest Midwest Forum is also coming up on March 19th and 20th at the Weston, Kansas City at Crown Center. Invest Midwest is a venture capital conference that will feature more than 40 companies from industries like life sciences and technology. Over 300 people are expected to attend, including top venture capital firms. The event has generated over $1 billion in investment in the past 17 years. We'll end our program on trends in digital advertising with a quote from David Meerman Scott, an online marketing strategist and author. He tells us, instead of a one-way interruption, web marketing is about delivering useful content at just the right moment that a buyer needs it. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert with host Suman Naishadump. I'm Elliot Bowman. Special thanks to Autumn Black for her contribution to this episode. We'll speak to you next time.